Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things. I can do all things. Yeah, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Love Your Life family, welcome back to the Loving Your Life podcast. It's your sis, Crystal. It's your boy, Andre. What's going on, fam? We're back at you with another discussion about loving your life. Well, it is Easter weekend, and a lot of families are together um, having to be creative and uh, do something different this year. And so we are... Sitting here at our house, we're coming up with a lot of fun things that we're going to be doing with the kiddos this weekend. But more than anything, we're preparing some grub. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking about like a virtual dinner so we could kind of maybe check in on the family, friends, and loved ones, kind of see what they're doing. I think that'd be tight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they can see what we cooking, you know, eating, vice versa. We can kind of check them out, see what they burning on, uh, you know, Easter Sunday. Absolutely. And even as we're mentioning uh, Easter weekend, we have to acknowledge uh, Resurrection Sunday, uh, the yes. resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we want to give glory to God for his faithfulness and all that he has done. The reason for the season, for sure, resurrection. Yes, indeed. Okay, so today. So today, this is this is kind of dear to me. I often think about, you know, the past, babe, and really reflect on um, just my upbringing. Uh, looking at even thinking about, you know, ancestors, uh, just people in the past that really paved the way from all walks of life so that we could be here today. So today's topic, I want to look at, you know, if you could talk to anyone from the past, name the top three people that you would want to talk to from your, from the past. And what would you say to them? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to kick us off, babe, or you want me to start? Go ahead and you start it. All right. So I would say this, you probably won't copy me, but I ain't tripping. Whatever. I'm going to say for sure. My number one would be uh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, we definitely would like to talk with him. Uh, some of the things that I would say or questions I would ask, number one would be what was uh, in regards to man's failures or shortcomings, you look at throughout history, what was some of the challenges you knew men would face? That would be a huge one. Okay. Um, you know, just looking back at history, looking back at our ups and downs in society. So what, what was some of the things that Jesus knew um, some of the challenges that men would face. That would be uh, for sure a huge um, question I would like to ask um, for sure. What do you think about that? Or what, 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 just what do you think about my question first? I, I think it's huge. Um, and I, I have to piggyback on you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here as well because that is Jesus is on my list. And, and I think our questions go hand in hand. Uh, looking at the weaknesses of men, um, my question to Jesus is, is suffering our greatest teacher or love? And the reason I would ask that question is because God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Um, it's above ours. And so I think looking at your your question to Jesus concerning uh, man's weaknesses, our failures, um, and then our perspective on it. It's just, it's a whole nother lens from God's view. So. But your question was, say it again, repeat that. The question was, is suffering... Our greatest teacher or love. Well, but, okay. And obviously, this that would be the question you'd ask Jesus. But I would argue, 
is suffering our greatest teacher or is love our greatest teacher? I think they're one and the same. I agree. Especially, especially when you're talking about Jesus. Right. Because, you know, as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, he suffered on the cross. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was resurrected. Right. Which was the ultimate sign of love. You know, his dying for us and being raised for us. Right. So I think. So that's that's my view on it. I don't I don't think that they're separate. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of suffering going on and it's not changing people's lives. Right. Uh, we look at third world countries. Um, we look at um, terrorists. You know, their approach is pain and suffering and it's not changing anything. Well, but I think that's different in a sense, too, because they're suffering and then they're suffering for a purpose. And when we look at the suffering of Jesus, that purpose is, you know, to bring life versus, you know, suffering because you're punishing yourself, you won't forgive, you're hating, uh, or someone is committing a crime against you or, or causing you to suffer. I mean, that is, I guess that is for a purpose, but that's not a purpose. You know, that's not a divine purpose. Right. So right. I look at you know, suffering that Jesus did was for a divine purpose to bring life. Right. And so I guess sitting and looking at that question, because we only know in part. And so, as I said, I look at suffering and love going hand in hand. I would just love to hear Jesus answer that question. I got you. I got you. Since we only know in part. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other questions that you, you know, another question or so that you would ask Jesus? If if you had, you know, opportunity? No, I just, this question... It's such a complex question to me mm-hmm. because of my relationship with God. You know, it's, I don't think that there's anything I would, other than that, that I would ask him that I haven't already. Yeah. And then dug in his word to get an answer, you know, okay. or that he's just ministered to me where I need to hear from him. But I sit and I think about the scripture, Philippians 3, starting at verse 10. I'm reading the message version where it says, I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally. Experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. And just looking at this scripture, knowing that navigating through life, that you have to expect a level of suffering. Mm. And that the purpose of suffering is to encounter uh, death, whether it's death to your perspective um, deaf to old ways. Mm. Uh, and I think sometimes uh, people don't realize the context. I think that it's taken out of context. And so um, there's this fluff, fluff belief that becoming a believer, that it's going to be pain free. And right. there, there's no truth to that. And well, but, and even that's not even scripture. Right. You know, the bottom line is I think some people, for sure now, I think people definitely take that out of context. Being a believer doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect, peaches and cream, roses. It means at the end of the day that, you know, we we have faith and in, in believe in Jesus Christ. We have faith in Jesus um, for sure. So I think another question I would like to know if I had the opportunity to talk to Jesus face to face. And I have so many. So it's kind of <laughs> hard for me to. Um, one of them would be, um, man. I think one of them would be for sure. What did that look like when scripture says uh, Cain's uh, Cain slew Abel and it says Abel's blood cried out from the grave. What did that crying out? What was that? Was that, you know, crying out for, you know, was it an audible voice he heard? Was it, 
you know, just kind of like what what exactly did that look like or sound like his voice crying out from the grave? And then not only that, because Cain sued Abel. And so Abel's blood cried out from the grave. And if we look at today in 2020, people who have been murdered or right, killed, man. are their blood, is their blood still crying out from the grave? And we, you look at like these senseless homicides and killings and shootings, are the blood of these victims right now man. still crying out to Jesus from the grave? That's definitely an That's deep. Question. You know what I'm saying? It is, yeah. It's a, it's a great question. Man. That's 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 kind of a trip. But um, okay. Any other questions before we go to the next one? Kind of like any other questions you think that or highlights? I could go on and on and on about questions I would like to ask Jesus. Yeah, I just not necessarily a question, uh, but I I think I'd probably be so awestruck. Yeah. To be face to face with Jesus, that I would personally just want to sit and listen to Him. Right. Hear what He has to say um, from His lens, um, and then questions would probably surface. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, so I started off, what, what would be the next person, if you could talk to anyone in history uh, that's no longer with us, who would you talk to and what was what were some of the things that you would ask them? My next person would hands down be Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Okay. Okay. So uh, what about Harriet Tubman? Why, you know, why her? And then what are some questions that you would ask her? I would want to ask her, where does she go mentally to not give up? Yeah. When you look at her journey, you look at the history, but nobody was in her feet. Nobody was in her shoes, you know, going back and forth. And when you look at the history, 19 trips to free over 300 slaves and there's a bounty on your head. I I just can't imagine where, where she had to go mentally to continue to make that trip. And then the honor of being buried with military honors. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. But one thing that I think that we can learn from this, that's her story in that generation and what they were dealing with. Yeah. And I think a lot of times today, people don't look at their stories or their journeys with as much weight. Now, she was dealing with a whole slew of stuff that we're not confronted with or having to deal with. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine running through the woods, hiding out, you know, all of the different things that her body went through, her mind, um, the naysayers, the the, even the people that she was freeing, telling her she was crazy for going back in to get more people, you know. But where did she go mentally? Well, so when you say where did she go mentally, what do you exactly do you mean? What was her focus? Okay, so what kept her focused in order to go back? those times and, and free other slaves. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Especially when you're around the community of people that you've rescued and yeah. you have people within that community. They're like, are you crazy? Okay. All right. like, how do you keep going back? Um, because I wasn't growing up in that era. I wasn't right. dealing with the different things that she had to deal with. Yeah. Um, and that one individual, obviously we know God was with her. Um, he strengthened her. He protected her. Um, but just, yeah, that focus and that drive. Yeah. So questions would be like, where did you get that drive from? Um, do you feel it was like naturally innate? Uh, did you inherit it? Did you learn it from your experiences? Questions like that? Definitely that. Okay. 100%. I got you. you. And, and I kind of piggy, like stepped away from it, but also just today, how do we apply that drive, that focus that she had and, and to the people that we're called to, to love, to support, to yeah. rescue, 
she had a story. Yeah. You know, she was like, I'm never <laughs> going to be a slave again. I got you. So I, I think for me, my second choice, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because um, you, you, we talked about Jesus. Both of us had that in common. Then you mentioned Harriet Tubman. I'm going to skip. And mine is not necessarily in this order. But uh, one of my people I would like to talk who's no longer with us is my dad. So my dad passed away, uh, what, six years, six years ago? Seven. Seven years ago. Um, for sure, you know, with the Lord, um, you know, just had his flaws like everyone else, but he definitely had his up, uh, upside as well. Just, you know, genuine, spoke his mind, um, sacrificed for us. So one of the questions I would ask, you know, my, my pops would be, is there anything else that you wanted to share with me or say to me that you didn't get a chance oh, wow. or that you didn't make time for to say when you were living? Uh, for sure, I want to ask him that, you know, just to see if there's anything else he would want to say to me. Um, I think as well, I would want to ask him because my father, uh, military was his way out. He said growing up, you know, he didn't want to. Uh, he just he wanted to travel the world. Mm -hmm. He wanted to experience new places, new people. And, you know, so one of his he found his escape in the military. So one of the things I would ask him if he was still here today is, would you do anything different? Okay. Okay. What are some things that you would do different? That would be uh, for sure. Um, and then, man, I, I, you know, I can just go on and on and on. Um, and then I would ask him, what are ways he, does he think I can improve as a father? So like, if, you know, obviously I truly believe, you know, he, he, he can, he's looking down and, and seeing me as a husband, a father, family and so forth. What are uh, words of wisdom? Okay. Uh, that's what I would say. What are some words of wisdom that you would give me now as a 44-year-old man, married, father of four? What are some words of wisdom that you would give me or that you have for me? That, I think that would be um, for sure. Round out my top, you know, top questions for Pops. Pops, Bo Holland. <laughs> yeah, he's an incredible man. Yeah. Just an incredible uh, human being, you know, just to be around, to converse with, just truly miss him, truly, truly miss him. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, I think that would be my second. What, what about you, babe? So you mentioned Jesus, uh, Harriet Tubman. I share Jesus would be one of my for sure one, and then my pops. Um, I, I for a third one, I would say ancestors um, pre pre slavery. Man, you copying me. Whatever. All right, go ahead, go ahead. All right, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I, um, but I, one of the questions I would have for them is I want to know, like, the medicinal properties and different things that they use for certain ailments. Okay. So you want to talk to some of your descendants uh, before slavery uh -huh. and then want to know, like, some of their medicinal properties or medicinal things that they use to help heal different things? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, I, I just think that there's a lot of things that, uh, not that technology is bad, but I think that we've relied so much on technology and science that we've gotten away from a lot of stuff that worked and was effective that helped our bodies heal. So asking them more about what are, more knowledge on natural remedies. Absolutely. Yeah. Versus synthetic medicine. Right. Not that anything is wrong with synthetic medicine. Right, right. So listeners, please do your homework, you know, follow up with your doctors. Um, but we definitely, we are a family. We do believe in obviously traditional medicine, but also um, homeopathy, you know, um, 
more traditional medicines as well, remedies. Yes, definitely. And it goes back to that holistic view. There's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of stuff that time and money is wasted on. Run to doctor's office if we could just whip up (laughs) stuff in our cabinets, you know, go get the proper um, herbs and nutrition to help simple ailments. Okay. All right. What else? What else? What are some other things that you you think you ask or want to know? Definitely around music. I love music, the African traditional beats, Mm -hmm. uh, the dancing. And so into the arts of our culture, you know, um, how did they come up with certain dances? What did they mean to them? Uh, And then to just hear their songs. I love to hear African worship. Yeah. I think it is so powerful. It's even when they're not playing behind drums, just to hear um, their voices in acapella. It's incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's just a drive. I sit and I think about all the things that we have as a luxury here in America and how people in third world countries will work, walk miles to be together. And we have our cars, AC and gas and have attitudes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and just get petty about having to get up and go and serve somewhere or fellowship somewhere. Um, and so just that, that, that pure part of their hearts and their minds that fights for one another to keep each other healthy, um, and incorporates the arts. Okay. All right. Any, any other questions that you want to know or ask? Cause this is your ancestors or descendants, you know, in, in Africa before slavery, anything else that you want to know? You know, one of the questions for that I would want to ask you, you based upon, your answer to that question, because you stated you'd want to talk to your ancestors before slavery. So with a paralleling on that, I would want to know how did they build the pyramids? Yeah. Yeah. So if we look at, uh, you know, the pyramids and so forth, I would want to know how, how they were built uh, with the technology, the tools they had. That was for sure. Um, that would uh, be incredible. Anything else? I would actually ask them. If I told them what was going on in modern our world today, what would be their suggestions on how to continue to press through? Specifically what? Give me like, when you said what was going on, give me a couple of specific things. Well, women were treated way different back back in the days. I mean, they were considered, you know, not as important or of less value. So now that hundreds, thousands of women have paved the way, have sacrificed for me to be where I am today. What would they say to me for me to tell women today based okay. on what we have? Okay. What okay. we have access to. All right. Okay. I got you. I think, you know, my third one probably would round out and I, I don't have the names, but I would probably go back to one of my grandfathers or grandmothers, you know, four or five, you know, now, yeah, I would say about five, six generations deep in my bloodline, whether it be on my paternal or, or maternal side. I want to ask one of my grandparents uh, words of wisdom as far as, you know, specific things of to, to keep that drive alive. What did they focus on to keep moving forward? What were some of the things they look forward to? Mm-hmm. And then even words of wisdom as far as um, strategy, you know, what was strategy they used to keep, you know, moving forward in spite of what was going on in the life that they lived, you know, the harsh conditions, climate and so forth. So I think those round up my top three. But 
I want to talk real quick because the reason why we spent time really dealing in the past and really asking questions or having conversations that we would like to have with our descendants, because I'm a firm believer that we are a product of our upbringing, our descendants. And part of it is to try to to understand who we are as individuals, to really understand where we came from and as much history as we can. Okay. So to our listeners, I, I encourage you, you know, part of you moving forward is understanding your past, digging, learn as much as you can. Not that you're stuck by the mistakes or the successes of your past. I don't want to say that, but I truly believe that part of, you know, who we are is rooted in our past and it, it truly aids us to move forward if we have some knowledge of, you know, our past and who we are. What do you think about that, babe? I agree. And um, to piggyback on top of that, I would also say acknowledging the time that we have now, we're here, we have breath in our body. If you're a parent, an auntie, uncle, grandparent, what is it now that you have the ability to pass to those that you're raising up? Right. Um, do you take time to say, hey, what questions do you have? Uh, the reality of life is we're not going to be here forever. Are there questions that you have that I can answer for you now? Or do you guys have um, d just intentional time on, on a consistent basis of developing that muscle in your children to ask questions? Uh, like I said, because no, no day is promised to any of us and being able to give children our best. Well, that really ties back into the very core of who we are and even, you know, love your life. It's making sure that we put a premium on life today, the life that we're living now. And part of the ways that we put a premium on that is expressing how we love one another, questioning one another, communing, conversing with one another, being intimate, meaning sharing our hearts with, with other people, with family, friends and loved ones versus holding back. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, I have a ton of questions now I want to ask my father. And we had a very good relationship. We talked and talked. But when they're no longer there, it's always another question, always another conversation right. that you wish you had. And so I would encourage even our listeners, the whole purpose of Love Your Life is to really make sure that it, it's it's meant to be a, a awakening board, like a, a challenge to arise and awaken and don't take for granted relationships, conversations, time with your family, friends and loved ones. Because at the end of the day, when people are gone, they're gone. Right. Well, I sit and I think like my father, he um, was raised on a farm and hitchhiked his way to college, became a chef at TSU and worked his way through, became uh, developed his master's degree in agriculture and worked for the government as a soil scientist, Right. you know, and just his process. And then I look at my mom, she went to college, uh, went into education and then she um, worked with children. She's been amazing with babies and her patients uh, with children and different things that they instilled into my brothers and I. But when we had children, uh, we had a handful of our children that just gravitated towards wanting to be outside, wanting to understand rocks and dirt. And I remember my pops one day laughing because they were all in the dirt and kept running in the house. What kind of rock is this? And he's just standing there. Oh, this is this type of rock. And it really blessed me to, for, to see him instilling that in them. And then he looked at me. He said, well, it's innately in them to want to go in 
and learn. He said they are developing that from their papa, you know, and he was proud uh, to be able to see generations that came from his loins, like, man, you know, uh, seeing that. And it was awesome to him. And then being able to explain the simplicity of a rock, where it came from, and then to hear it and see the amazement in their eyes that their papa could explain to them what came from the ground. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty, uh, it was pretty neat for sure. Um, you know, when I look at the past, one of the things too, that even for me asking these questions and even digging and trying to get answers, because I'm a firm believer, I always want to make sure that I'm learning from those that came before me. Yeah. And oftentimes we take our, our elderly for granted. We take, uh, you know, the lessons from the past for granted. And I think there's much for us to learn because it can only help our future if we're acknowledged. There's nothing new under the sun. And so there are many times stuff repeats. And oftentimes we face things. We think that we're the only one. We're not. Right. And if we have some knowledge of the past, I truly believe we'll be better equipped to deal with our present and our future. Because from our past, we can glean, oh, this is what was going on. These are some ways and some things that they did to get through it and come out on the other side. And yeah. so that's why. I'm a huge believer on community, huge believer on sharing information and even listening because, you know, at the end of the day, I want to learn. I want to hear your story. I want to I want to know what you know. I want to know what you know that can help me advance, vice versa. Right. If there's something that I can share with you that will help you advance, that's the beauty of community. It is. And as we are even talking about this and looking at ancestors, people that we wish we could ask questions and what their answers would be, if you still have a grandparent, an older parent, auntie, uncle, so whoever had influence in your life and your upbringing, and they are still here in the midst of this COVID-19 and the uh, attack that it has had on the elderly. Yeah. Don't forsake your time with them. Um, we know COVID-19 does not discriminate, um, but it has a... Um, unfortunate effect on the elderly. If you still have your grandparents, your mother, your father, and they're up in age, talk to them, get these questions answered and stop waiting for a crisis right. before asking these questions that are going to help you in the long run, even with your own parenting styles. And if you're not a parent or just how you would apply it to your life. For sure. I think this definitely, this experience definitely changes your perspective or makes you think, you know, like, Many times we've taken things for granted. Yeah. And as a result of this social distancing, I mean, now there's a lot of innovation. That's some of the beauty of it. Some of the things that we're doing online now, um, you know, reaching out, having, I saw one, one guy had a, like a virtual party. I mean, it was pretty cool. But my point in saying this is the fact that, you know, we're in the process as a nation, even as a world engaged in a lot of social distancing, we can still communicate and have those conversations even if it's by phone, by Skype, by video, Zoom, whatever it is, I encourage our listeners, um, have those conversations. You know, so ex be true to express how you feel, um, express your love, express your care, consideration. Don't take for granted the time that we have and find a way to have those discussions versus continually putting it off. Absolutely. And so, you know, just thank God for all of our listeners in this time of reset as a globe for sure reset but listen we'll be back at you fam we love you we enjoyed this time with you hey i would encourage you uh make sure you have those discussions it's never too late to say i'm sorry i forgive you i love you and uh until we talk again so babe uh, share a little information where they can check us out at 
if you enjoy our podcast, please share and leave a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. We thank you so much for tuning in today. All right, peace. We'll holler at you. Shout to the people that made me. I'm from the 80s. I don't think mumbling wavy. I grew up black on a Jay-Z. Maybe I'm crazy. I ain't been wondering lately. Feel like it's there for the taking. Feel like I'm good with the changes. Know who I am. And that's the most dangerous thing. Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all.